Welcome back, everybody. And this week, we're going to be speaking with Alex. Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this interview. And here we are. And let's kick it off with a one word open. Tell the audience right now, if there's one word you could describe how you're feeling in this moment right now, Alex, tell us what that is. Curious. I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> I love it. All right. With that said, take the next three, four minutes and tell our audience, you know, who Alex is, what you do. Tell us about your company, who you help, what your company stands for and what you're all about. All right. So uh, my, what I am is a serial entrepreneur doing co uh, companies in the telecom space. About 20 years ago now, we did a company that was Siri over a 1-800 number before there, were uh, before there were smartphones. So you would dial a 1-800 number and it would read you your email or it would tell you where the nearest Chinese restaurant was or a number of other, other tasks. So that was my first company. It turns out that was a big win. We sold it to AOL and I stayed at AOL where we actually built the first large scale voicemail to email service that was replacing way back then when people had landlines, they got, instead of an old answering machine, they got landline voicemail delivered through their AOL email. Got over a million users on that. And it was all speech controlled. It was way ahead of its time. Uh, after that, I actually wound up at a place called Umail, my current company. And what we do at Umail now is we protect people from robocalls. We try to provide really valuable, safe communication services that are safe and productive. No robocalls, no annoying interruptions, and great tools to help you make the phone be a valuable communication tool for you. Uh, so that's what I'm what I'm doing now. That's really great. Can you expand on the functionality of your company a little bit more so our audience has a good understanding, high level, and a little bit of a detail on exactly how your company works and how it helps people? Sure. So what email is, is an application that stops those annoying robocall and scam calls from bothering you. It won't, it'll, won't let them ring your phone and it won't let them leave a voicemail. Or if for some reason it accidentally doesn't recognize what it is right away, it'll put a voicemail in a spam folder. So that's the core of our app. Now it works by replacing your mobile voicemail with a better voicemail service. And that voicemail service is cloud-based, has lots of cool features like different greetings for different callers, but it's all driven by the fact that people don't want robocalls. What we find is that's a free service, but what we find is people upgrade to a paid version of our service, which has a lot more business tools. You can get additional phone numbers, you can have advanced behavior like extensions so you can look like a big business. Uh, you can automatically reply to people by text, just it's programmed in so you don't have to do anything. All the things that allow you to turn your cell phone into a full-fledged business line. And so that's our service and that's what we charge for. And the two things together form email. Outstanding. Let's talk about recent wins. If you could go ahead and share with the audience a recent win in business context that you encountered and tell us your takeaway from it. So a big win for email has been we've pivoted to not only do our consumer service, which I've talked about, but also provide data to carriers that enables them to shut off the robocallers at the start where they're making the phone calls. And that was a business that had zero revenue uh, 18 months ago and now is a major portion of, of what we do. And we're really proud of it because there's all sorts of lawsuits now where attorneys general and others are actually suing the robocallers and the, and, and the folks that support them. And our data is what's starting it down the path of making it all possible. 
Got it. Thank you. How about the flip side of that? You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about failures. Failures are sometimes a four-letter word to certain certain entrepreneurs, but it is what it is. It's a part of life. It's a part of business. So share with us a recent failure. And then also when you're going through that, what did you, how did you come on the other side? Like, what was your takeaway from that failure? So when email started, uh, we actually tried to sell better voicemail services to carriers. And we spent almost three years trying to punch our way through that and essentially ran out of money before we got big carriers to buy our product. By any definition, that's a failure. Uh, the way we came through is we recognized that the, the little app we built it back then, a BlackBerry app that was a cool little visual voicemail app, had a million downloads that we weren't paying attention to. We switched over and pivoted to be a consumer voicemail service, and that allowed us to survive, eventually grow into a much bigger company. And then we were able to pivot to security when we realized our users were using some of our features to actually block robocallers, play an out-of-service greeting to them. And that's how we got where we are. So if it wasn't for that first big failure, uh, I don't think we would we'd be here doing what we do. Awesome. Thank you. Let's shift gears over to thought leadership. I would love to hear your point of view on, hey, when you're, when you're listening to somebody give a talk or you're reading someone's book, you go, hey, that's a true thought leader. What are indicators that point that out to you? So for me, the single biggest thing of a thought leader is when they speak, I learn something I had no idea about, especially in a field I may know. And so I think that's the number one thing of a good thought leader is they have good thoughts, right? And unique thoughts that are different. Number two is they're able to present them in a way that makes them interesting and understandable. You can have great thoughts, but if you can't articulate it to a large group of people, they're going to be your thoughts and they're not going to influence anybody. So to me, those are, are the two big things. Good, interesting thoughts that really educate smart people and then the ability to articulate them really well in a really interesting way. That is beautiful. Appreciate you sharing that with us. No, thank you. Absolutely. Let's talk about company culture now. So company culture, you've seen a lot of companies, you, you know, you've been around, uh, you're, and very, you're very successful. Tell us like the top three things that are like the DNA of a successful company culture. I think number one is the goal. What is the goal behind your culture? What are you trying to accomplish? So for me, the number one thing I want is I want everybody who works for the company to be excited every day they come into work. They're happy to be there. Usually that requires a couple things. So one, it requires a mission that everybody can buy into. In our case, it's protect people from unwanted calls. Everybody likes that, right? Number two is everybody has to understand their role in achieving that mission. Why are they doing what they're doing and how does what they're doing affect the company's ability to succeed? If you have those two things, then you can look at your specific employees and decide what kind of culture best fits that. But I always start with, I want the employees to be excited and happy to come into work. And one staff for UMail, we have the vast majority of our employees have been with us for eight to 10 years. So we lose very few employees over time. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. Company culture is a huge contributor to overall, you know, workplace productivity, happiness, uh, less attrition. So you're on point. Well, well, thank you. I mean, that number one thing is people have to know why they're there, which is the mission, know what their role is in achieving that mission, 
and be excited about doing that and then see the results. I mean, it's hard to always be a winner, but the more you can win and show employees how they are contributing to the win, the better. Outstanding. Um, so here we are approaching to the end. The audience has had a good opportunity to kind of hear your point of view on a few things. And they've had a good understanding of, you know, what you guys stand for, who you help. So if they're interested to finding out more information, I want you to take this opportunity to give out your website address and your social handles. That way they could go out there and research about you guys. Absolutely. So email is really easy to find out more information about. We're email.com on the web. If you go to the App Store or Google Play, just Google email, Y-O-U-M-A-I-L. Our app will come up and lots of information about it. Uh, we're on Twitter with, and Facebook and all the usual suspects. And I'm Malibu Alex on Twitter. So if you want to follow what I'm thinking or talking about, that's a great place to go. Thank you very much, Alex. Here we are at the final question. Um, it's one word close. Give us your one word you want to close up with. I know we start with curious. Here we are at the end. And when you give us the one word close, tell us why you're choosing this to sign off with. Uh, the one word is happy. I'm happy on how this turned out. It's been a fun experience and uh, it was a really nice chat with you. The pleasure is all mine and thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you.